Well, and who's asking for healing? Who's asking us to move on? Great question, Shannon. Mm. Yeah. Jim Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Because most often the ones that want to rush us through it are the people that are Are the complicit. Yeah. The people that are complicit. That need to be held to account. Yep. Yes. Welcome to episode 183 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint of fine wine or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Brian Burkoff, Shannon Weston, and Ogan Holder address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And maybe that brew is in one of these fine Pub Theology tumblers right here, this pint glass. If you'd like one, please send a donation of $25 or more to nokidhungry.org. As you know, the food lines are going around the block all over the country. Nokidhungry.org is an organization that provides meals across the country. Donate $25 or more. Send us proof of your donation along with your address, and we will ship one of these free to you thank you for helping us out to make a difference during these difficult times this week we're going to talk about insurrection white nationalism versus christianity uh moral credibility and impeachment so unfortunately we really need a drink for this and two of us aren't going to be drinking <laughs> does that mean i get three drinks Is that you how get three mean? drinks okay yes. you get all the drinks <laughs> yes I also okay. think just uh, by the nature of being the person of color and the immigrant on the show, you get all the drinks. Uh, wow. Wait, time. what? What? Wait, what? During this topic, I think that oh, you, you're gotcha. going to need you all of them. Okay. I un- I understand that. All right. So let's start with you. What are you drinking, Ogan? Um, I thought I would find a beer that kind of matched my mood after all the shenanigans that went down last week. I'm drinking Sad Panda. <laughs> coffee stout because that's pretty much the... that does look like a sad panda <laughs> it's mostly been anger and sadness mostly mostly sadness so I was this gonna is say me too yeah we'll get to from, that uh, though in a minute. yeah who's this from this is from how horse and dragon brewing company wherever they are in collins colorado uh vanilla and chocolate and some coffee there uh yeah, sad panda. That's what I got. Oh, vanilla coffee, panda, the black panda. You know, black, there, black panda. I got it. Yeah, yeah got it. Yeah, cute. Uh, Brian, you having some coffee today? What are you having? No, I'm excited. I am drinking a brew dog, hazy as fill in the blank, non-alcoholic IPA. Wow. Oh, Eat your heart dude. out, dry January. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Don't they have like a smidgen of alcohol in there? In those it's negligible. Groups? I don't know. I not that I read. I don't think any more than like anything else does, you know. Skirt, skirting the issue. Good good cheat. Oh, so good I cool. I am having yeah, a um I'm having a vodka cranberry minus the vodka because yes. I because I am uh have two more meetings after this. So it's my one it's my one 
time of the, uh, you know, my meeting night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cheers. I was about to say my one time of the month, but as the only girl on the show, I decided not to say that. <laughs> But then I did anyway. <laughs> and as the other, uh, uh, as the men on the show, we are going to not touch that subject. We're going to just let you say to move on. We're not, we're not even well, going to go there. What, once a month I have this meeting and so I can't drink on the show. And so it's, it's that time of the month. Um, so what a week. How are you feeling? What's going on? Sadness we named. And yes, anger. And so anger. just before I get to that one quick tasting note, this is kind of like the LaCroix version of an IPA. It's like an IPA was in the next room and then. All of that sounds awful. So awful. Gonna, That's like just two gonna, negatives in my book. So I, my hopes were high and now they've been getting tempered. I have tried several NAs and I have not found one. So friends, if you're listening and you and you find one that you like, please share with us. Yeah, let I, me know because Brian hey, needs to know what it is. Old yeah. school O'Doul's wasn't horrible. Yes, it is. Have you had one recently? Yeah. Well, not recently, but yeah, exactly. (laughs) Heineken has a new one out. I haven't tried it. I mean, I I got a couple. Let's say I found a couple others. So there's more. Oh, I have tried the Heineken one. I just remembered. Yes, that one's actually pretty good too. Is it? But does it taste like Heineken? Because then that's not going to interest me. I mean, (laughs) you know, it it tastes it tastes like you poured Heineken in a glass with some ice and yeah, yeah. yeah. I can dig some some Heineken. So that's fine in the summer, but. Right now, I need some something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So sorry yeah. to derail us. An important Not at all. So I'm feeling like I need a drink. Is the point? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know you picked you picked a bad week to not be drinking. I mean, <sighs> I, I think Derek and I were were uh, tweeting on back and forth. You know, like we did our podcast on Tuesday, and by the time I edited it on Thursday, it felt almost irrelevant. Given oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's his birthday today. So happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. I tried to get him on the show and I was like, I'll take a little sip of your bourbon if you come on the show. But he, yeah. he was like, I'm good right here in my chair. <laughs> so other other words to throw around, uh, shock, so, disbelief, uh, uh, incredulous. Um, so and also week, not surprised that we got right, here. Not, not overly <laughs> surprised. My week sucked last week. Like my... So I was telling you guys before, like the Saturday, my kids come back to me because their dad was exposed to COVID. Um, Wednesday morning, my grandma dies. Wednesday afternoon, treasonous white nationalists try to overthrow the government. Like it just sucked. Like it just, there was no part of last week that was like good in any way. So I actually can't really tell you, I can't isolate honestly, what happened Wednesday afternoon, because I was so, so first I want to say my grandma was 97. She lived a long and full life. Um, We knew that she was on hospice. We knew it where a lot of the sadness has come in is we are a large, I mean, there's like 40 of us, right there. We are a large Catholic family. I'm not Catholic anymore, but you know, that's the family. And we would have been there with her. We would have been together right now. You know, so it brought up all the COVID grief, right? Oh, wait, all there's, the, like, there's still a pandemic happening? Oh, I yeah. know, right? I almost forgot. <laughs> so like, I was feeling all of that. And then yeah. this happens and I just, I don't even, so the next few days, I'm just kind of in a fog and I don't even know how to separate my feelings, right? So right. my majority was grief and sadness, but I don't, I can't really separate 
all of that. It's all very entwined, you know? Yeah. So well, I couldn't. Condolences, I Shannon. Well, thank so you. Thank you. But I, I couldn't, I didn't, let me put it this way. I didn't have the energy for anger until about Saturday. Cause like anger takes some energy, you know yes, what I mean? Um, so I couldn't get there I, till about Saturday. I told, I told, I told Brian, um, the things be, before you, you got on, hopped on zoom. I said, I feel horrible that, um, basically because of, of, um, some traveling things I had to do this week. I like front loaded the week and was writing my talk on Monday and Tuesday. And when all hell broke loose, like my first thought was, Oh damn, I got to write a new talk now. Like that's, <laughs> that's like where I went to. And I realized that part of it, part of that was just like my brain coping mechanism. Right. Yeah. To just like be in shock of what the hell were we seeing happening and just the insanity of it. And, and my anger was not so much about what was happening. My anger was around all the enablers who for the last mm -hmm. four years, even up to the morning of, were spewing the rhetoric, were spewing the election was fraudulent sort of stuff. And then this happened. They all shock and surprise and what? are like, are like, you know, we don't, we don't tolerate Lindsey Graham. <laughs> this is. This is I'm outrageous. Saying, I'm like, really, Lindsey Graham? Really, dude? If you keep pouring gasoline and juggling <laughs> matches, what do you think's gonna happen? Right. Uh, You've been yeah, smoking so a cigarette I, this whole time. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I was picking up my kids on Wednesday from school, and I was a little early, so I was actually watching Congress, you know, in session, you know, as they're getting ready to to. Um, ratify the votes and some congressman I think from Oklahoma was talking and all of a sudden they interrupted him and, and went to recess but it wasn't clear to me why and then I'm scrolling Twitter and I see like the clashes with police but it didn't really occur to me how serious it was so I got the kids home and then uh, and then I went out for some some exercise which for me means around a disc golf and Christie's texting me updates of what's happening and she's like yeah. you know they've taken everybody out and they you know all the congress people are out in hiding and they've invaded the capitol and everybody's asking the president come out to come on tv and tell them to stop but he won't do it and she's like i'm crying what is happening and i'm just like reading text after text and each one is worse than the last and it's like what is happening right now yeah yeah i yeah so i was on my way so after that morning, I was like, I just want to go in the the church. Our offices are separate. We have a school as well, but our church offices are separated. So I can go into my office safely. Um, but I only do that once a week to record in the sanctuary and things like that, just to just to limit my exposure in general. Yeah. Um, and I I was like, I can't record. I don't like I just didn't have the energy. Again, this was before. But um, I went into work just to honestly, just to have some space by myself, because in our house right now, there's no space by yourself. Um, and while I was driving in, NPR was on and it broke, you know, the news yeah. broke. Um, and so when I got to work, I texted Derek and I was like, you need to look at the news, right? Like you need to like, um, and so that's when he turned it on. And I felt horrible because I was like, I didn't want to, you don't want to have to tell somebody you have to watch this, that, you know, is going to be awful. 
And yet you also know that you have to tell them you need to pay it like, hey, something's happening. Right. So I, I just, I, I really struggled. And then I also just needed to, honestly, I worked on the budget because I needed to like <laughs> have yeah. something concrete and non-creative and just yeah. like formatting. You know what I'm ta- talking about? For like sure. I just, yeah. 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 Uh, Cause I couldn't sit there with my own thoughts. I couldn't watch it all. I just, I had to turn it off. Like if I came home, it, we, Derek and I would just be sitting there watching it together. And I wasn't quite, um, I wasn't at a place where I could like hold space for both of us, you know, like sure. I just, I needed some time to like have space of my own. I mean, it was just, it was just nuts, and, but he was and, pretty drunk by the time I got home. And so- <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's which was by the way like nine o'clock at night but like <laughs> i also think that bottle got cracked open around three so i was hanging on by a thread you know yeah. i had all the permissions in the world to break my dry january but i i held you on. you you did pop to mind when i saw the comment i was like there goes brian he made, <laughs> he made it he made it about a week and there it went oh my oh. goodness and 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 we got to remember that we're still in the process of sorting our own feelings and reactions yeah. about this and and now we're also hearing that more might be coming right so now right. there's the there's the anxiety of that having to melt with with the reacting to what happened last week and we're and so many of us are just on edge about this and i go back and forth so i go back you know one one moment i'm with all these feelings but then the other moment is is realizing that you know take the big picture human evolution view we 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 evolve in fits and starts you know that uh that a uh, uh, moral arc is bending towards justice is more like a vibration sort of bend not a straight bend so it's like three steps forward two steps back three steps forward two steps back i believe that we will come out better for this but right now it does not look that way it does not feel that way it's 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 cruddy so then i so then i'm swinging back to the you know the the, the hope and faith place of it right that lasts for a while and then i'm then then i'm swinging back to the other direction so it's like yeah it's pendulum and I, back and forth you know i had i i posted on facebook i think on friday um this week sucks you know like i just and a parishioner was like this is more bringing this into the light. This is going to lead to good things, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it's not that I disagree with him whatsoever. It's just, I need to give myself permission not to be there right now. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Gotta like, feel what you feel. Yeah. Like if you're not, it, like you may believe, like I believe that in my head. I am not there. Like this is horrible and terrible and awful. And I just need file, and then I'll, you know, I'll go back to the, like, okay, what can we do from this? What can we see from this? Like I rewrote my, well, I didn't really have anything on paper. I had an idea right for my sermon and Thursday into Friday, it was a long, slow labor. Mm -hmm. Like, and part of that is I think I just couldn't organize my own thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't really have, uh, you know, Derek and I were talking on Friday morning before I went in to record that, you know, this is, this is the nine 11, you know, of my career at least. Right. At least. It, yeah. And yet it feels like we've had so many of those. And we talked about after nine 11, how the churches were full, I mean, full, full, full. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And we, I asked, cause I asked him, I said, do you remember what was said in the sermon? Cause I don't remember. And he's like, no, but I, I remember the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I remember that the minister cried. I remember that get, that gave us permission to cry. And so we were talking about that. And I just really kind of came down to this, you know, I have it, it. I have been singing this song for a very long time. I don't need to stand up in the pulpit. I didn't need to stand up in the pulpit on Sunday and say, I condemn what happened. Like, if you don't know, then you have not been listening, you know, to anything I've been saying. So it was just a matter of, for me personally, bringing comfort, bringing, yes, there was some outrage and there was some anger, but really just like, we have a choice to make, you know, we can own, like, we need to do control what we have and we need to follow our faith in our heart. Nice. And that's well, I, just something I need to hold on to. I'm, I'm curious about how it was in some churches. Cause you know, there are some churches that were like, the, the beacon for Trumpism yes. as, as, as well. Um, and, and a lot of, uh, you know, the folks who were at the rally and, and Raiden were, were, you know, were, were considering themselves Christian. I mean, that leads to the, so the, the folks chanting right. at the Capitol, right. And, and as they're storming the Capitol, like they're chanting, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. And in my mind that they're kind of conflating the two as if they're one, but whatever. So what kind of Christianity was on display? Because there are crosses all over this yeah, place. Like right. those photos have big well, crosses I remind, all over I remind them. people, you know what? The, so, clan, the clan had crosses too. They set their crosses on fire to represent the light of Jesus burning in the night, right? So, so it's like, it's like, any religion or spiritual idea, you can just plop on top of who you are and the insanity that you believe and feel justified mm. in it. Right. You know, which is not the point of religious tenets or spiritual practices. But but when the individual is is not mindful, is not evolved, is not um, 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 in touch with their own self. This is what happens. You feel justified in you. Now, granted, Jesus flipped some tables and whipped a few people in this time. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But still, this, this idea that this is somehow uh, what happened is somehow sanctioned by Christianity is insane. But again, we have enough churches, mostly evangelical, who have been singing Trump's praises um, some of who are backing away now and so on, but, but they're responsible for stoking all of this too. Yeah. And some who aren't backing, that. some who are not backing up at all. You know, I mean, there was one person interviewed yeah. who said, uh, at the rally before they went in, who said, Trump is in the Bible and everything that's about to unfold has been preordained and prophesied. Yeah. You'll oh see. God. And they had people blowing in shofars who believed that they were going to like march no around way. seven times and the walls were going to come down no. in Jericho. I mean, that's what? that's the level of insanity and stupidity oh mixed with God. religion that was happening. I mean, it's oh. so, so screwed up. There's this line in It Is Well With My Soul. It's in the last verse. Um, I'm pretty sure it's It Is Well With My Soul. But... Um, it, we every time we sing it, the line is and the and the trump shall resound. Yes. And my guitarist and I used to sing it and the trump shall resign. 
And like we would just slip it in there, like <laughs> like every single time we would say I it every single it. time. But like every time my um, office manager does the PowerPoint, she's like, "Do you know how many songs we sing that have Trump in it?" And I'm like, "I know, we gotta cut." But I haven't heard a lot of. I really haven't. I've heard a lot of uh, people backing away. Are yeah, I mean, I know there's local folks here that are. They're still into this QAnon stuff and they're still believing that Trump's going to send out a secret signal and then everybody's going to sort of show up and the military won't be able to stop how many of us, if even only 10% of us show up, they won't be able to stop us. That kind of language is still out there. And it, it makes me scared. Like, honestly, I felt for some time that once we got past the Trump presidency, we'd get back to some kind of sanity. And I'm really feeling despair about that. Like what has happened? It's like we let yeah. the cat out of the bag. So one progressive faith leader had this to say after Wednesday, trust the faith leaders who resisted Trump from the beginning. Those who supported Trump or were silent are now trying to distance themselves, have lost all moral credibility. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. There's no, there's no more credibility. Um, I, I think they're, hopefully, um, they're beginning to see him for the despot that it really is. Um, and um, if for no other reason, the reports that, you know, are coming out of the White House that when this was happening, he was delighted and, right. and wondering why no one else was as excited as he was. Right. So, so. And the only thing Batty had to say was how low class they all seemed. Did you read that? <laughs> <laughs> like at what point do they realize this this dude is not on this dude is not on your side like i don't he's know he's in a wolf costume with like <laughs> you know whatever no, no. horns oh my goodness um but but i think I, I i hope this is their their you know pardon the pun come to jesus moment um and i read an article that really spoke about this is this is the you're the man moment for churches um making reference yeah, to the, the second know, Samuel. Pro, yeah, yeah. Pro, prophet nathan calling out king david on on the whole bashiba thing so so i hope the churches step up and especially the ones who backed him the ones who never backed him from the beginning no you know it's clear but those who were back in him and have really seen, I hope they can see how they have contributed to, to this rhetoric that people were able, were not able to uh, differentiate from, from truth and reality. Um, and um, realizing that it's, this isn't this, they, they were handing this and all the, all the cabinet people who were like jumping ship now, I'm like, like that's angered me this week as well. I'm yeah. like, if if you're waiting till this point to jump ship, you're not jumping ship because you're upset. You're jumping ship to try and save your own face. But you know what? It's it's too late. It's too late at this point. See, I I have I'm more conspiracy theory about that, which I am not a conspiracy theorist or tinfoil hat, but I'm going in order to ratify the 25th Amendment, there has to be a cabinet. And I know that people move up in the ranks, but like they don't want to be have to put they don't want to have to put themselves in that position to vote on it. So they're jumping ship. 
You know what's sad? Is I don't think it's about the, saving their own skin. At the end of these four years, we're all conspiracy theorists now, right? Because like it's like we are keep looking, we keep looking for the ulterior reasons of things. Yeah. But if any when, of them when, hope to find another job somewhere in any capacity, this is what first they're doing. Off, these people don't need other jobs. They don't need a next job. <laughs> Second off, you're you are bound and tied with this man forever. Exactly. Jumpmanship now does nothing to that, you know. No, I don't disagree. So back to the question about faith leaders, you yeah. know, ones who supported Trump, yes, you know, without question lost moral credibility. What do you guys think about pastors who are trying to really, you know, not be explicit about politics and have just tried to sort of um, create a, a cohesive environment for, you know, a, a mixed mixed politically congregation like are have they lost moral credibility should they have spoken up um i don't i don't strictly think they have and i'm just saying that because i'm probably one of them um but but I, I it's been clear over the years it's been very clear where i stand however i think part of the role of us as pastors and the church is is to be that space where people can land and process um, right. to be that space where people can find spiritual inspiration, hope in the midst of all this craziness. So I don't think um, we necessarily need to be the ones who jump on the, the angry rhetoric bandwagon. There are, there are enough people out there doing that. And right. so, so I think this is, this is the time where we in, where we provide that space for people to land and process, but then also remind them that that so that we don't get to this place again, we have to be in action down the road. We've got to get out and vote. We've got to be a voice for justice and, yeah. and the end of systemic racism. So you know, I I I wrote a post about like the day after like let's we we all gotta breathe now because that was a lot that just happened on wednesday yeah thursday let's take a breath yeah. but realize that we are all responsible for what happens next yes so right. so i don't i don't think i don't think we need to be on the other like you know we don't we don't need to get our pitchforks out to to be you know to be the to be the other mob against this mob you know, we, we gotta, we right. gotta find that, 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 that place of resolve. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a good reminder. So, I mean, I, you know, I have not been subtle on my political opinions and, you know, I'm, I've, I have a congregation that's, you know, pretty left politically and I ran for office publicly as a Democrat. So I'm probably in a unique position and I have a lot of respect for folks who do hold more space for people in process and for diverse political views um, because it's really a difficult thing to do. And we need to do that. Like, I, I really believe we need to do that. And the church can be a unique space for that. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'm not the greatest example on this. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't serve a purple, purple church, right. By any stretch of the imagination. Um, I do want to, I'm actually going to bring in the next question because yeah. I want to talk about both of these things. So the next question is some say this is a time for healing and that any talk of impeachment is too divisive. Others say that we can't have healing without truth and accountability first. Where do you land on this? And one of the things I wanna say, like both of these um, is that 
my job as a faith leader is to promote things like healing, forgiveness, reconciliation. That for me comes without comes with truth, accountability, confession, you know, all of repentance, all of these things. Um, that's how we get there. Scripture is very clear on that, you know, those kind of things. Um, but what I what I kind of want to say in that respect is that like this national call to just live and let live and let's just forget about it and let's just move on. That's not our job. That's not Congress's job, right? Congress's job is to hold these people accountable that promoted this idea and led to this idea, right? Because we have a system of rules and accountability, which we actually have in our church as well, by the way. Right. Like if we pulled this in our church, we would be in the same position. We would be being held to accountability there. So on one hand, you know, my job is to bring my people together. So in the previous question of these politicians that are jumping ship right now, or even, you know, realizing an, an error and going, okay, that really was the line. I admit my response as a pastor would be like, wow, really? We found it, but okay, welcome to the party. You know, like, come on in, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. okay, we hadn't found it yet, but here's, here's where it is. Um, and yet at the same time, it's our responsibility. You know, one of the things I worry about here is um, how do we as the church, especially those of us who have been, how do we do that? That's a long road discussion. Um, but part of that is standing up and not just wiping it away, right? And saying, right. this is wrong. It's always been wrong this was always going to happen when this is, this is the person you put in charge. And know? that's, and that's my personal struggle. My personal struggle is those folks who like, this was their line. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I got, I got no patience for you. Like this, this is my struggle, yeah. right? People had to die. Like the, the, the capital had to be assaulted and sieged. Like, like, you know, this, this was the line for you. Like, I don't. So, so that's, that's, yeah. That's oh, now you've had it. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and some, right. and, and there's some people who, who for this, this isn't the line yet, right. you know? So, so that's, that's what I, when I, or when I, that's just a small group of people over there. Right. right that's exactly. not, which so is not true. When I, when I like become self-reflective uh, on, on my response to all of this and notice that that's my place of, unforgiveness and impatience with those folks. I'm like, okay, well, there's, there's my work, right? Like, can, can I be accepting of the people, you know, I was, I was talking with my uh, girlfriend, Ava, because um, as I was watching, so Brian mentioned watching the, uh, you know, as they were certifying the vote and, you know, raid happened, uh, you know, the senators were removed. They came back like what, 839 that night yeah. to resume. And, and, and I was like, you know, I, I, that, that inspired hope in me. I'm like, good. Like they're clear what's happening. And then, uh, what is her name from Georgia? Uh, Kelly Loeffler or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, who just lost the Georgia race yeah. and she got up and she said, you know, I, I was originally going to oppose the, uh, the certification, but in light of what happened today, I am, you know, I, I can't do that anymore. And I was raging at her 
and my girlfriend was like, hey, better late than never. At least she's changing her song now. And I'm like, mm, I, can't, I can't. No, no, I can't. I can't give her a pass. Right. And, and but the truth is, the truth is, if if, you know, if she was genuine about this, which I got my personal doubts, but if she was genuine about this and is changing her tune at the last minute, you know, good for her. I can objectively say good for you. Good for the people who, who at least, you know, what is the Bible verse? The scales were removed from their eyes. Right. right and they yeah. finally are seeing what was really ultimately who this man really is just a power hungry despot. Good yeah, yeah. for them. I mean, but mm, I don't want to give him a pass. <laughs> but the truth is, as Americans, historically, as Americans, we have no idea how to hold ourselves accountable for our sins. We have no idea how to repent for those sins. And we have no idea how to heal from that. We have no, like, this is what we do, right? Uh, right. That was yesterday. That was last week. Yeah, it was bad, but let's move on. You know. But we have, we have models. We have Germany. Right, the work that Germany has or, done, or South Africa, where there's right or things South aren't perfect, but no. there's a model. There are models out there, but yes. in our young country's history, we have not been able to do this. Right, we have we never haven't, done this, and we haven't because we don't want to. Because um, and this comes it's out hard. of well, not just that, but uh, it comes out of that book, Cast. Right, I don't yeah. know if you guys have read 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 cast by isabel wilkerson um and i will i will give a plug now i will be facilitating a book study on that starting uh next next tuesday i think it is uh you know find check me. for the link in the comments check for, there, there you go <laughs> um but but part of it is the 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 what do you call it the superior cast the the the, the white the rich it serves yeah. them yeah. for us not to do this reconciliation work. That's exactly right. And because right. we haven't done this, it's led to where we are now. And if at this point, we don't think it's necessary to do the national healing reconciliation work for the sins of the past, then I don't know what's going to happen to us because and this should be our, if this is not our wake up call, right. we never going to wake up. Well, and who's asking for healing? Who's asking us to move on? Great question, Shannon. Mm. Yeah. Jim Jordan. <laughs> because most often the ones that want to rush us through it are the people right. that are, are the complicit. reason. Are, yeah, the people that are complicit. That need it. to be held to account. Yep. Yes. And so that. Oh my goodness. And, and and again, there are models. I don't know how we do that today and tomorrow besides it's not that I, it, you know, we talk about this all the time. Biden's inauguration isn't going to wipe all the way, all the sins away. Yeah. Right. And, and one of the things we have to do is to remember that although what it is going to do is it, it is going to help some of us feel a little more normalcy that we've been craving, that we've been wanting, you know, especially I think by the end of 2021, things are going to kind of open back up where most of us will hopefully be vaccinated, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we're, we're going to go, oh my God, that was just last year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. We'll have nearly a year of, of a non-madman as president. And, but, but we're, our memories are short is all I'm trying to say. Right. And yeah. yet without doing the work, 
that will, it's trauma, right? Trauma will stay, well, it will find its way out. I know our memories are short, but but they're not short for traumatic enough things. We exactly. still talk about 9-11. We still talk about World War II. Right. You know, there, there are certain events that that we don't forget in a hurry. And and I think this, I pray that this is one of them. And yeah. and the hope that 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 was instilled in me from the results of the election was that the majority of us are not willing to be in this. You know, it's scary that there were that many who are still saying, yes, give me some more. But the majority of us said, this is not the experience we want to keep having. And I think there's an even bigger majority now after what happened. Um, there's a friend of mine who lived in downtown DC who was like in the morning when the folks were heading to the rally, you know, the Trump folks were heading to the rally. They were all like like cheerful and riled up and jubilant about, you know, going to going to support the Donald. Then afterwards, he says as people were walking back, because you know, folks parked like miles away from the Capitol and walked and so on. As they were walking back, for the most of them, there was this like shell shock looked on their faces because um, you know, there were, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people at the rally, but um they were not there, and this is not in defense of them, but the but but many of them were not there to start a violent insurrection. Right. And now they're all conf- they're all conflicted and confused about what just happened. There are people who are tied into the QAnon ridiculousness who are who are now beginning to ask, but wait, none of these things are actually coming true, is it? Is it, pos- is it possible that this stuff isn't real, right? So now, now those folks are getting into, beginning to slowly wake up to the, what, what have we gotten ourselves into? And again, here's me on one hand saying, you don't get a pass, but on the other hand saying, yeah, we got, we got to create space for them uh, to process and wake up a little bit. And it's somebody so hard. Post- mm-hmm. It is hard. It's so hard. I mean, I, it feel is like hard. I, don't, I feel like I don't, I feel like if you were there, to support yeah. President Trump, regardless of your intentions. Mm-hmm. He lost how many weeks ago? Right. You're there supporting a person who has lied for the last eight weeks, who's been trying to overthrow our democracy, who's tried to steal elections, who's calling election officials in Georgia asking for 11,780 votes, and you're there to support him? You are complicit in what happened, period. Okay, so... That brings me to this point. I yes. pushed, I got, I got the button on Brian. I got the button. No, He's awake and, now. <laughs> and I'm really glad because this is exactly, that's exactly what we need in order to ask this next question, right? So Martin Luther King Jr. said, let no man or no person, let no one pull you low enough to hate him. Mm-hmm. So first off, right? Like what? Calling us out. MLK is still calling us out after all these years. Still calling us out. Like that hurts. Or or as a good friend of mine, Dr. Joel Brown said, he's calling us in. Calling us in. (laughs) You just roll your eyes, Shannon. (laughs) I love it. I tried not to. Um, Where's my mug? My kids got me a mug that's an insert eye roll here. Um, it's, it's such a good quote. It's such a good quote. And it's one that condemns everyone, right? Pretty much. We are all guilty. Um, it's interesting as I really thought about this quote, like 
Brian, I get so upset. I get so angry. I get so exuberant. I am furious. What pushes me over the line to hate Mm. is much more personal. Yeah. And that's an interesting, like, that's where I kind of came down is like, I, I, um, I talk about this all the time, how this is a word I don't like, how you like, it's fine. So I've hated, I've hated things he said. I've hated his actions. I've hated the way people have responded, blah, 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 blah. I, I have not been able to say like, I hate this man. Right. But then, <laughs> here we go. Like, but then, but then, but wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But then there's a person in my life who comes along who hurts my children, who causes pain to my family, who does all these, and like, and I hate him, right? And that's that's where the hate wells up. Mm-hmm. And I and I find that. I don't know that there's a distinction in this necessarily this point, but for me, don't get me wrong. Like I, I hate everything that's happening. And yet it's different than when the person close to you that is supposed to help you or whatever, right. That, that, you know, intimately, like that's where the hate cracks open for me is when you abandon all of that. So I don't know what really to do with that. I'm just wrestling with that out loud, you know, sure. but I know the difference in the two feelings, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's not to say that anything that this Trump presidency or anything these people did hasn't intimately affected my family, right? It it has, but sure. there's still a little bit of an arm's length from it. Right. Um, and I actually think that's the privilege that lets us say things like, let's just heal and move on. It's, it's mm-hmm. we find that inch, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we need to a bit, right? Like, okay, we were just talking about like not move on, like let that anger in, like sit in it for a minute. Um, more than a minute. <laughs> Somebody's going to more than a minute. A but then MLK comes along and says, "Don't let anyone pull you low enough." And I'm like, <sighs> so so for me, why why there's not hate directed towards. Trump specifically is that again he didn't create this he just capitalized on it yeah right this he he put a face and a voice and gave permission for centuries of white supremacy and he validated it and from the be- from the beginning of him announcing his run for presidency when he said what he said about Mexicans you know and all the things that he said since then he simply said out loud what millions and millions of people, mostly white Americans, white supremacists, were feeling. And no one, no one, you know, and I hate to give him points, but no one had the courage to say the evil thing out loud. He did. And, and they were like, finally, somebody has said all the darkness out loud. We're going to get behind them because because we are in the darkness, too. Right. So so this is, you know, he's a he's a he's a flawed human being who is not in connection with his wounded self. And I can see that I can acknowledge that. And um, 
And what is he doing? He's seeking love and approval. Like who of us is not seeking love and approval, right? So I can extend that uh, that empathy towards him. This, the problem is not him. The problem is the system that's been allowed to fester for 400 years. And we've, we're getting a glimpse of, of, of you know, with, with um, as uh, somebody said, we've really only been a democracy for like the last, what, 50, 60 years? Because right. this entire time, you know, we became a nation and we've, we've been an independent nation, a democracy since what, 1776, but it's only since the 60s that everyone, men, women, regardless of the color, were allowed to participate in a democratic process. So people, even. Yeah, people, even. <laughs> people talk about us being a young democracy and they're thinking of 70, 76. No, 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 no. Mid 90s people, mid like not, yeah. not 90s, like, like 1968 the was the Voter's Right Act. Right, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm like, this is like weird. We are very, very new at this. And we got to be clear about about where those guardrails are, you know, in, in order to allow, as we say, allow everyone to have a say. Yeah. No, everyone doesn't get to have a say. What is, what is the post going around? If you if you are not clear about what side to be on, if the Nazis are on the side you're on, you know, the white supremacy on the side you're on. You're on the wrong side. <laughs> and I and 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 if there's anyone here who is still saying i am not a white supremacist but i still support president trump no no i'm i'm sorry whether you're white supremacist or not this is this is where he is this is where all the the the, the majority of the people who support him are there were people i mean there were scenes where there were folks tearing down the uh pulling down an american flag and putting up a trump flag Right. Waving a, you know, waving the Blue Lives Matter, the Blue Line American flag, and and beating police officers. Yeah, they were beating right? Right. cops with. Where's right. where's flags. the disconnect? If you if you're not seeing the disconnect there, then 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 where's what 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 do you need? So technical question: uh, Is there a line between uh, disdain and hatred, or loathing and? Hatred. Yeah, trying to find, I think so. Trying to find some space for me here. <laughs> no, and all I guess for me, all I'm trying to say is is that there's that word has a specific connotation right. for me, and it only like it's really reserved for like a very special few, right? <laughs> like you have to do some bad shit to get there, and like not that this isn't, but like you, it's personal yeah. to me. Hate is personal. Disdain, loathing, anger, you know, all of those things we're describing is, it, it is different. Now, at the same time, I, I kind of sit there and go, can, can there be two different definitions of hate as well? Can you have, you know, this very personal hate? And can you also have a different kind of hate that's a little farther removed? Yeah. And for me, it's like, it's, it's not as much a, well, it's like a it's like a hatred toward the things that he enacts in the world, right? A hatred yeah. toward injustice, a hatred toward racism, a hatred toward, you know, tearing down the systems of democracy. Like I hate all of that and I don't want to see it happen. But then there's a person who embodies, you know, as Ogan said, a lot more things that sort of put him in place that were already there, but he becomes an easy sort of figurehead for all of that. So it is hard for me not to go to that place, 
even though I know that's not where I should well, be. Well, you can you can you can oppose you can oppose those things. You can be an advocate for for justice. You can be opposed to white supremacy without devolving into right. hate because Personal what hate hatred. ultimately does is destroys the person who's doing the hating. Right. Right. Because so what because what I would actually of, argue is that what brought these what brought these people to this moment was hate, right? What Trump cultivated in them was hatred, right? So when MLK talks about pulling down the loneliness of of people, right? Mm -hmm. The the New York Times article that's going around right now is talking about how, um, you know, events like this can actually breed more sympathizers, right? Oh, they're all, they're they're already you know with with parlor being shut down and we're gonna right. talk about the platforms. They're all you know, and a lot of the I mentioned the QAnon people who are now like, well, all the stuff isn't happening. The Proud Boys are now recruiting the the disaffected QAnon people exactly, and are actually saying like, let's provide a safe loving space for them, <laughs> and and pull them over to us because right. they're all con they're all confused that the satanic cult isn't falling. So 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 they're they're like getting waking up to the Q stuff isn't real. So so let's let's bring them over to our side. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that to me is the part that you know we have to be careful. I think we're so scared of the word, right? We're, we're, we're nice people. And even though we're not like, we're nice Christians. And even though we may push against that, like we still feel that, that we, we need to at least open ourselves enough to be able to see everybody as a child of God, to be able to seek reconciliation if these things happen and whatever. And in order to do that, I think we kind of, you know, we, we put our own blinders on, right. And say, yeah. you know, this is what I have to do to reconcile these things. But what breeds all of this really comes out of this hatred. And I think that's ultimately what MLK is saying, right? Like that, that's the part that we need to be careful. What scares me most is the age of this group. These are not boomers and octogenarians, right? These are people our age and younger well there's there's some boomers but oh there's definitely some boomers right but, but you're right it's, it's generationally gen more diverse than you would wish it to be than you would wish it to be now again and part of that is but not but not but not racially diverse so <laughs> no. yeah, let's be clear about the limited <laughs> let's be very clear about that one that yeah that one. yeah so, so, so we, we mentioned okay. this a second ago about parlor so twitter and numerous other platforms have banned president trump uh, many are wondering about the First Amendment free speech implications. Um, given Twitter is a private company, does this apply? How does this apply? What are your concerns about limiting speech? And does this set a dangerous president? Hmm. I mean, there is a dangerous president that got oh, yeah. banned. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> glad, glad you made your own joke. <laughs> President versus president. Precedent. Yeah. Precedent. <laughs> um, so, so I think I think there's been enough going around to remind people that no, this is not a First Amendment issue. First Amendment is about the government censoring, um, and these are private companies that have terms and conditions. You know, all those pages we scroll through without reading. Um, and and my issue again with uh, with this is um, too too little, too late. 
right. you you made a lot of money looking at you facebook especially a lot of money off of uh, providing a platform for the insanity and i know the whole thing from the beginning with social media was like we just providing the platform what people do on it is none of our business mm, no you gotta you gotta realize if people are on or using your platform to conspire insurrection and murder uh yeah you kind of play a role guilt by association so i'm glad they finally did something I'm glad that it's looking like it's permanent, but it's it. What's the point at this point, right? And um, there, and some argue, well, there's always going to be a place for these people. You know, why not us? Mm, yeah, you. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's. 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 Uh, again, that whole thing about if the Nazis are on, if you're siding, if you're standing on the same side the Nazis are, like you're on the wrong side. I think this applies here. This applies here too. But are you worried at all about the backlash and does this create this sort of martyr or we're being persecuted? You know, I've heard people say, well, look what happens when the liberals get in power, right? They all talk about tolerance and, you know, multiple perspectives, but then when they get in power, they shut down views they disagree with. Well, there's this a difference between- just a few I disagree with. Yeah, exactly, right? right. <laughs> this is right, quite like- there are they didn't shut down every Republican's Twitter feed. No, like they, there wasn't this mass. And you know, Parler's uh, uh, CEO. Have, have either of you been on Parler? No. God no. So so when so when you when, know you you know he has. You know I he, I have I have because because when it first when you know it first started getting getting a lot of um, of followers that people were flocking there i was like let me let me go see what's happening over there and it was insane like the circus the circus was in town and it was it was crazy and yeah, i'm so like don't tell me he didn't know what was going on and i'm just providing some platform ex ex mm -mm. exactly and now that and, and now he's suing the the owners like suing amazon because amazon you know amazon's taking it off their products uh, uh stop right. stop host, just, stop hosting them those those lawsuits by the way not one has ever been won right Right. Because a company gets to choose their it gets, own. It, it gets to choose. Amazon you know, doesn't have Google products either. Like whatever. <laughs> read, read the terms and conditions, people. But but no, yes. Uh, uh, you don't. You don't. If your voice is the one that says, "Let's go, literally burn shit down and kill and hang people." No, you you've lost validity to have a voice. You know that does not make no. And, and you've yeah. probably seen the the analogy people have said, you know, just imagine Twitter as a bakery and Trump as a gay wedding. Oh, game. my God. <laughs> oh, no. My favorite was my favorite was uh, if if uh, Twitter can uh, if Twitter is a private company that can do whatever it wants, all the businesses should be open now. And I was like, um, yes, because relation to COVID. Yes, because right. all the millions of people who are on Twitter, like they're gathering in a space together to right. spread a virus. I don't understand where the thinking is. Well, again, I think just like sense. our healing, right? We really mm -hmm. don't, we don't know our history. We don't know our constitution. We yes. don't know, we don't know what any of this says, right? right. We're saying, no, 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 impeach, impeachment's too much it's too this is exactly i mean 
exactly what impeachment was put in for. This is right. exactly why the 25th Amendment exists. Yes. Exactly. You don't think they had this in mind? This is exactly what they had in mind. We are as close to the seventh or the 16th or 18th century as we have been in a very long time. That's exactly. In terms of our constitution, our government. So we need to do a better job of educating ourselves. Yeah. And we don't we don't all have to do that ourselves. We have reputable news outlets that do it for us. NPR was talking about the same question, like in terms of the lawsuit today and everything else. And and experts come on and say, listen, this is what the First Amendment is, and this is what terms and use use are. And, you know, we have the ability to learn, but we don't know our own history. We don't know our own. And, and to the point of the too little, too late with, with all these social media companies, you know, the, the, the other side of that is, while I can have my sense of frustration and anger with them, providing a pat platform for people to do all of this, the reason they didn't pull it up to now was respecting the the need to have a space to share thoughts and ideas, right? That's that's the I mean, you know, ultimately it's a financial thing, but ultimately also it was it was we're here to provide a space for people to share their thoughts and opinions. But again, when your thoughts and opinions are involving literally showing up to the Capitol with a noose to hang the vice president. <laughs> Like no there's a limit. <laughs> there's a there's a point when you go too far, right? And if you go too far, then yes, you get sanctioned. There are consequences. Yeah, and in many ways, uh, you know, the whole idea of pub theology is similar, right? It's a space for multiple perspectives. It's a space for people to to discuss and bring their views. And I I wonder too about about all of this. I have a, a friend who's been involved in a, a local pub theology group. And he was at the rally and then he came home and said, it was Antifa. And when yeah. I pushed back, he's like, Hey, aren't you the pub theology guy? What about all perspectives are welcome? And I'm like, yes, but there's a limit. Like you can't show up and say the sky is green and the grass is blue and expect everybody to say, Oh, that's a valid perspective. Right. Like there's gotta right. be a bound, yeah. uh, like a bounds of reality that we're all living in and talking yes. in. And this is the, this is the authoritarian playbook that Trump followed to a T he delegitimized de facts and truth yes right and and made opinions right. truth yep um and 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 many millions fell for it hook line and sinker and now this is where we're at where if we don't want to believe a fact we don't have to you know which is insanity in and of itself my therapist once told me that um, just because I had a feeling didn't mean it was true. So I want to say the same thing. <laughs> just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's a fact. So I'm just going to put that out there. Exactly. Exactly. And but it also speaks to us getting out of our perspective bubbles to an extent, right? right. Um, and and not just getting in that that like what is it the self that self feeding cycle where we only hear. Um, the, the the thoughts and opinions that reinforce our current views. We can have discourse about, about the economy, about all different things, but ultimately when we cross that line where, where our discourse is causing the disenfranchisement of people who aren't white, where it's leading to violence, where it's leading to what we saw on Wednesday, 
then then there's a certain line you have crossed and if you don't see that line and if nothing else like um you know at the rally here's trump firing up people and saying we are going to walk with you to the capitol and then he and all his family got in their cars and planes and left right like if that's not your great leader abandoning you what else else do you need somebody made the joke about and then trump didn't even go with them and they said oh well when there was only one set of footprints that's when <laughs> that's when he was carrying you that's when he was carrying oh you. my god <laughs> from oh, his private jet <laughs> all right so this could easily be a two-hour episode but we are gonna sort of bring land this plane any any super brief final thoughts otherwise we're gonna <laughs> I think we said all that needs to be said. Well, there's more to come, so come back uh, next week and we'll see what else has unfolded. Uh, But thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for this podcast by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to extended interviews with special guests and before and after show banter. Visit patreon.com slash PT live to get started. And of course, a big thank you to our current patrons. You can connect and spread the word on social media using hashtag PT live and listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple and Google podcasts. And you can watch Watch us live, usually around 4.30 on Tuesdays on Facebook, on our Facebook page. And if you'd like to find a pub theology group in your town, visit pubtheology.com slash directory or find instructions to start your own. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Brian, I think I think we should add a question next week. Yes. And that's about like this idea of like we need to expand our bubble. Um, and yet, right, like this week on social media, there's been all this like, man, I've got some friends I need to unfriend and I've got some whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's kind talk of about talking this. about the difference between having a space that is yours on social media versus expanding your view through news and things like that. So yeah. I think there can be a question of like, have you, you know, done this to your social media? What's your stance on that? 